Hello, I am here to tell you the super simple reason you don't understand English. Yeah, it's super simple, but guess what? In this episode, you're going to learn to be better in English today. In fact, you're going to learn this for better English today. You are going to need to answer these two questions for yourself. After this episode, you will be able to. The first one, which one of these are you? And number two, how many did you not know? You are listening to Living in English 365 by Paradigm English. Welcome to episode 96, Smart People's Simple Truth to More Vocabulary and Better English. Paradigm English. Well, howdy, y'all. This is Ashley Roan from Paradigm English and the podcast Living in English 365. As you heard from the title, this is the smart people's easy, simple truth to more vocabulary. Yes, in this episode, you will learn more vocabulary and it's going to improve your English. So you will have better English. That's always the goal of my podcast episodes. If you are new, welcome. This podcast is for you. It's for everybody and it's here to help improve your vocabulary, your fluency, your speaking and your listening in English. I am an American and I have a graduate degree in this. So if you're new, click the link below to get your free gift just for listening. And for everyone else, I know you're ready to improve your English. So let's get started. As I said in the introduction, you have two goals for this. Obviously, learn as much vocabulary as you can, improve your listening. Um, I will try to make it sound as authentic as I can and, you know, not speak in that standard American English that nobody speaks in. But your goal is to decide which of these people, okay, I'm going to be telling you people, but they're actually phrases. Um, they're not real people, but they are words that we use in English. So you need to decide which are you, you can tell me, my Facebook group. Um, once you click the link, you'll be taken to my Facebook group as well, or a link to be taken there. And tell me how many of these on this list did you not know? Make sure you understand the assignment, right? Which one are you? And how many did you not know? Y'all, let's get started. I'm excited. So first, I want to say that all of these are, of course, nouns. They are describing people. Uh, a couple of them are phrases that we use, and none of them are real life people for the most part. So with that knowledge, let's start with the first one. The boy next door or girl next door. This is actually a positive thing. If someone says, oh, you know, um, Johnny looks just like the average boy next door. It's a good thing. It's positive. It means that this person has like a, a very... Um, friendly, familiar, approachable, like um, dependable type of look. Yes, this is talking about their appearance, not necessarily their clothing, but just their appearance and um, um, their personality, their vibe, the vibe that they give you. So you can say boy next door or girl next door. Both are positive. And often it's kind of used in, in a sort of like romantic way. Oh, you know, he's just the, the boy next door, my high school sweetheart, something like that. The next one, uh, the next two actually are kind of opposites. One's for male and one's for female. Sorry, I'm gendering things. Um, 
This is just the language that I have. Sorry, not trying to offend anyone. The first one is average Joe. <laughs> this is kind of a like a derogatory meaning it's like a negative. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not something you want to be called, but the average Joe. Joe is a, a man's name, even though um, Joe can be a woman's name. It's generally short for something and it's not spelled the same. For males, it's spelled J-O-E and usually for women, it's J-O, just like Joe. So this is somebody who is like unattractive. This is an unattractive um, man. That's really what it is. They're average. There's nothing special about them. They look like everybody else, just very familiar, very average. As for women, it would be plain Jane. This is also super negative. Um, so, you know, if you want to describe somebody like this, understand that they will not be happy if you call them this plain Jane. Plain means average. It's a synonym for average. And Jane is a woman's name. Jane. Again, it's just an attractive girl or uh, a woman. It does not matter if their name is not Joe or Jane. That's the point of these phrases. They're here to help you learn better English. And the way you learn better English is actually by learning the culture. You see, these words that I have on my list here, they're from culture. The reason you don't understand what people are talking about is because you don't understand the culture behind it. So a couple of these I'm going to tell you about um, where they came from, their origins, and you'll understand more what I mean. So we have a negative Nancy. You can call a man or a woman negative Nancy or negative Nancy. Nancy is, of course, a woman's name, but this is somebody who's negative. <laughs> they are just too much, too much being negative. They're pessimistic. Um, they are overly or excessively uh, negative about everything that you say. This is similar to a Debbie Downer, which is also on my list. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But the negative Nancy is somebody who's negative. You go in and they're like, oh, it's raining. Oh, it's always raining outside. It'll never be sunny again. And you're like, oh, wow. Thank you, negative Nancy, for example. We also have Pollyanna. Pollyanna. Pollyanna is actually, I believe it's actually a girl's name, but it can also be two different girls' names, Polly and Anna. Polly and Anna. So Pollyanna is the opposite of a negative Nancy. This person, male or female, usually they're talking about a girl, they are just excessively like too happy. They're too optimistic and it's annoying. You're like, can you stop, please? Please stop. You know, I don't need you to be this cheerful. So there are two extremes. They're not like an average person. The next two, or next three really are so negative, but they are so culturally relevant. And I'll explain a little bit about the culture behind it. So the first one is an acronym and they're called NIMBYs. N-I-M-B-Y, NIMBY. This stands for not in my backyard not in my backyard. Like this is somebody, usually they're, you know, often, often white or European American. And they are very much against something coming into their neighborhood. Maybe they're more apartment buildings. Maybe there are certain types of people, you know, too many single 
uh, males or maybe there are too many big families or maybe there are too many, uh, too much of a certain ethnicity or just they don't want to build something that would help everyone around them, but it doesn't benefit them. And because it doesn't benefit them, they don't want it, but they're totally okay with other things um, that do benefit them. And this is a negative thing. And you definitely don't want to be called this. And you don't want to live next to these people because they really only care about themselves. Interestingly, I've only heard this used in California. I haven't heard this in Oklahoma or just my region. A Karen, however, a Karen is a woman's name. Uh, I think everyone in the United States knows a Karen. And this is a derogatory way to talk about a specific type of woman, not a man. I'll tell you what the male version is in a second. But a Karen is usually a middle-aged So they're from, they're like in their 40s, maybe their 50s. And they are uh, usually white. Actually, they're almost generally considered white women in this country. They're entitled um, and they're privileged. And they use this privilege for their own benefit. Um, For example, they'll call the cops on a little six-year-old black girl selling lemonade on a corner. Or um they're at a park and they see a black man and they call the, the police for no apparent reason other than God knows why. But um, yeah, this is the type of person that they are. The male version is a Ken. I think there's probably some argument about, oh, not really. There's not really a Ken. But let's be honest, that, that's the male version. You can also call somebody a chatty Kathy. When we have two T's together, like we do in chatty, we don't say chatty, we say chaddy. You hear that? Chad E. We make it kind of a D sound. Chatty Kathy. This is somebody who's talking. Oh my gosh. They are so talkative. They are talking way too much. And so you can say, gee, um, Bob, you are a chatty Kathy today. Chatty Kathy. Here's a little bit of culture behind this. Chatty Kathy is a doll. It's a little girl's doll from the late 1950s to about the like mid-1960s. I, of course, learned about this from TV or watching some old show. Everybody wanted that, but the doll talked a lot. <laughs> it was talking too much. And then I think it was probably the first, um, the first doll that did that. Yeah, so Chatty Cathy. Again, so when you want to learn better English, you need to learn the culture. If you feel like you're having issues with it, lean more. Okay, that means study more about the culture. A lot of times these phrases that we use, they are from culture. This is just a simple way and actually a simple, the simple reason that you don't understand English. You don't know the culture. You cannot separate culture and language because language is culture. Do you understand my meaning? I think you do. So let's go on with our list. Remember, you need to decide which of these you are and how many you do not know. Okay, this is, this is how you become better at English. Really, it is. So the next one is really funny, and it is also cultural. It's been around, how long has this been around? Like, I don't know, 30 years maybe? No, not quite 30. Can't be 30. Maybe 25. But it is by Felicia. This is to dismiss someone. This is like, you are not interested in whatever this person is talking about. You are not interested. Like you want them to leave you alone. Go away. Bye, Felicia. You know, maybe this coworker comes. You don't really like this coworker anyways. 
and they just keep talking. You're like, all right, I'm busy now. And they keep talking. You're like, all right, bye, Felicia. Just bye. I'm not trying to hear whatever that is that you're talking about. Bye, Felicia. Yes, again, it does not matter if their name is not Felicia. It does not matter if they are not a female because Felicia is a female name. Doesn't matter. Bye, Felicia. Go away. The next one is Let's Go Brandon. I have to tell you, just I was driving um, to my house today and I saw this on the back of somebody's car. Actually, it wasn't a car. It was a truck. And it is so obnoxious. These are this is from Trump supporters. So former President Donald Trump, who was the 40th, 45th, sorry, president of the United States. Oh, my gosh. These people say, let's go, Brandon. And it's a euphemism. So euphemism is a mild, um, indirect word or like expression used to, um, you know, use when something is unpleasant. So in this case, let's go, Brandon is a phrase that these Trump supporters use. Excuse me for saying this. God forgive me. But it's used instead of saying, fuck Joe Biden. Okay. Instead of saying, fuck Joe Biden, they say, let's go, Brandon. And I heard some story about where that came from. I don't know if it's true, but I'll just tell you the cultural thing. This was from 2021, about September, I think it was, August or maybe September. So it's very new. Um, Trump supporters, they apparently were chanting this, meaning they were repeating this. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. And there was a race car driver. So like NASCAR, he was there and he thought they were saying his name, which was Brandon, but they weren't. They were saying, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Joe Biden. So he didn't hear it correctly, but they thought that was funny. So they changed it so they can say it wherever they want to say it. And of course, people don't necessarily get super angry because they are not saying the F word. They're just saying Brandon. Yeah, I know. It's rude. So the next one I told you a little bit a little bit about earlier. Um, this one's funny. I remember this one, and it's from a TV show that comes on every Saturday. So I'm actually recording this on a Saturday. So it comes on every Saturday night, and it's Saturday Night Live from New York City SNL. The show has been around since 1975, I think, and it's comedy. If you've never seen it, Google it. If you like laughing, yeah, so comedy is still very cultural. Maybe you don't like everything, but they're comedy sketches, meaning they're short um, little skits, really. And this character, her name was Debbie Downer. I think it was first introduced. So the very first appearance on the show was in 2004. And I think the last one was in 2020. So that's a very long time that we've had this in our vernacular, meaning our vocabulary, our slang, our phrases. So you hear people say it all the time now, a Debbie Downer. A Debbie Downer is somebody who's negative. Yep, just like a negative Nancy. This is a negative person. Um, they've got negative things to say. They're super pessimistic. You're talking about all of the lovely food that you're eating at this restaurant. And they're like, well, they're starving kids all over the world. And you're like, all right, cool. And you keep talking and talking and talking. And they're like, you know, there's such a thing as feline AIDS. And you're like, can you stop it? Why do you have to turn everything negative, right? So they're, they're kind of toxic, to be honest. All right, this other one I say often is called starving like Marvin, and it's literally somebody who's hungry. So if you're hungry, you're at work, it's like 
20, 30 minutes before lunch, and you're like, oh my gosh, I am starving like Marvin. That's one way to pronounce it. But, you know, we have different accents. So I've also heard people say, I'm starving like Marvin. You know, it's a very specific East Coast uh, accent there from the Northeast. Yeah, this is just a phrase for when someone is really, really hungry. The next one is called Jeez Louise. So Louise is a woman's name. By the way, Marvin is a uh, man's name. And Debbie is a, a woman's name from Debbie Downer. But Louise is a woman's name. And we use this phrase when we are surprised or shocked. Now, just like starving like Marvin, which I'll tell you a little bit. Actually, I forgot to tell you that um, starving like Marvin, I th you know, there's kind of some argument about where that came from. But basically, it's kind of some rhyming slang. Someone said it's from Cockney rhyming slang, which the United States is not. That's not we don't have Cockney. Um, that's the British language there. That's their slang thing. So it came from that. I can't tell you more because I'm not British. I don't know anything about Cockney um, language. But Jay's Louise supposedly came from the 1930s. And G's, as some people say, is actually a indirect way to say Jesus, which of course, you don't want to use God's name in vain in Christianity and even in, in uh, Judaism. So it was a way for people to say Jesus without actually saying Jesus. So they would say G's and G's rhymes with Louise, G's Louise. And when you're surprised or shocked, maybe you were opening the door and somebody was all of a sudden standing there. Oh, geez, Louise. Yep. Doesn't matter if they're not Louise. It's kind of blasphemous, but it's true. All right. This became a very long <laughs> podcast episode, but um, I thought these were funny. So tell me, which one are you? And how many of these did you not know? What's the number? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Which one? But anyway. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure that you do subscribe. Just leave me a review. It helps um, other people improve their English as well and helps them be able to find it. So this episode was just, you know, how can you, um, you know, learn English better today, starting today? And how do you do it? Through culture. Through culture. So this is the smart people's simple truth. Two, more vocabulary and better English. I'm Ashley Roan from Paradigm English. Thanks so much for being here with me. I'll see y'all next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Living in English 365 podcast. Be sure to check the description below for all resources and links. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and share this with your friends. Paradigm English.